everybody. Welcome to Cheers to Beers, the podcast that lasts as long as the pints. I'm your host, Jess, and let's drink some beer, shall we? My guest this week is my friend from college, Edric Sarkissian, and we chill out with an Earl Grey session IPA called The Picard by Hilliards here in Ballard, Seattle. Edric and I talk about drinking in college. We both went to the University of California, Santa Barbara, where we met through my boyfriend, Ryan. We mentioned him a few times in this episode. And a few disclaimers for those who don't know UC Santa Barbara, we refer to a place called IV that stands for Isla Vista, the community we lived in. Also, UCSB is the acronym for our alma mater. And Woodstocks is a pizza chain in California that exists in a bunch of college towns around the coast. So hopefully that'll clear up any confusion about what we're talking about. So in this episode, we discuss the passion and creativity behind brewing beer, Hillary Clinton's beer skills, and the nightmare that are Fiesta confetti eggs. Grab a beer and join us. Let's talk about beer. Cheers. Can, I did the years of improv. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you did improv? Yeah. Where? I did improv at UCSB with uh, with Matt um, and a couple other people. I started my own improv group, actually. Wait, wait a minute. Why didn't I know this? You didn't know this? No. Was um, this happening in college? Yeah, 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 yeah. Freshman year, I tried out for the improv team and didn't make it. So I Wait, like improbability? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, my freshman year, I worked on like the production team for them. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to curse? Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried out and like didn't make it, but n- I knew how I knew that I was good at improv, and so I just wanted to keep doing it. So I just found a couple people from the dorms, and I was like, "Hey, I'm making my own improv group. Just come on down." And it kind of took off. We had like a show a quarter. And then, uh, and then we stopped having shows. Oh man, that's so cool though. Yeah. I feel like I didn't realize how cool improv was until after college, which bummed me out because like I literally <laughs> worked with an improv group and they were super funny and it wasn't yeah. like that. I didn't think they were funny. I think I just didn't realize that most of the comedians that I like and the actors that I like that are really funny have a background in improv yeah. and that's why they're so funny because they can just spitball and yeah. they can do whatever on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of comedy and a lot of writing is I don't want to say like based on improv, but like a lot of people do improv and that's what kind of gets them where they are. But there's even shows. uh, I know like The Office has a lot of improv. Modern Family, I'm sure. Um, Parks and Rec. I mean, anything with Amy Poehler from UCB. Anybody that was in UCB like is doing improv on on stage or on on camera. Um, So back onto the topic of beer. Yeah. why don't you tell us what we're drinking? We're drinking the Picard Session Ale. Yes. It's a session IPA from Halliards? Hilliards. Hilliards. Yes. Okay. The Hall- Hilliards and Ballard. Yes. So try saying that three <laughs> times fast. Uh, from Hilliards. Uh, it's, it's got, uh, let's see, it's brewed with Earl Grey from a local tea market. Yeah. So I just looked up this this tea people tea brewers i don't i don't know uh, they're called barnes and watson they're located in the soto district of seattle <coughs> so that's something that i really like to see and i actually kind of expect from local craft breweries in seattle is if you're integrating other ingredients it's usually local like a lot of st- coffee stouts around here yeah. they use local coffee roasters yeah. you know so i'd never heard of uh barnes and watson but i just assumed <laughs> that they were going to be local which is exciting it's always a good thing about the community working with other retailers other people who are supplying ingredients that you can use keep it in the family exactly um so what made you choose this then 
uh let's see ryan and i went out friday uh we did a couple we went to i guess like a a little mini pub crawl in the neighborhood uh we started at peddlers which is really cool um lots of cycling references and uh they're like really cool bike racks if you need it if you need to do that uh we went to hilliards did i say that right yes (laughs) hilliards after and we were like looking at what to get and i was like oh i'm so full i wanted something light and then he saw that one and i saw that one and i was like i don't want something light anymore like i want (laughs) and i didn't even need to taste it usually like i'll taste a couple beers yeah but i didn't even need to taste it It was like ipa with earl gray that sounds uh coming out of seattle like i knew that was going to be a very flavorful right very 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 interesting brew and i'm very happy with it yeah um, I forget exactly what the stats are. I think it's 70 IBU. So there's a hefty amount of hops in there. I don't know what the alcohol percentage is, but you just said you were trying to go light and then decided not to. Yeah, <laughs> so I assume b- it's over but 6 But I, I just found out when we went over there that it's a session IPA. So right. it's it's at least a, a little bit lower. It's not going to knock yeah. you on your on your back. But right. The way they described it was like, this is the perfect way to like spend your afternoon. And it's not quite the afternoon anymore. <laughs> uh, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, okay. It's kind of late. Yeah, this is evening time. Um, okay. Awesome. So the Picard, let's do this. Let's open this up. Yeah. Normally we, um, I, I'll have like cans, you know, and like get the uh, open. Yeah. We went, we just went straight back to the brewery and filled a growler. So Here, I'll uh, help out. Okay. Oh my God. She tied it on tight. <laughs> Wait, I can't even open it. You're going to have to All open right. it. All right. I'll add, I'll add my own sound effects. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thank you. You want me to pour you a glass? Sure. Thank All you. Right. Did you see that picture of Hillary Clinton pouring a beer? <laughs> no. Oh my God, she's like at at a tap handle. Like, uh, Is this like a recent picture or like an yeah, old yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, doing some campaigning stuff, and she's like pouring the beer, and it's literally it's like a pint glass. She pours <laughs> oh no two inches of beer and two inches of of foam. And <laughs> no one even <laughs> told her how to pour a beer. Nobody told her. Nobody gave her the memo. <laughs> and all the comments are just like, "This is who you want to be your president." <laughs> God, imagine hanging out with her. That'd be awful. <laughs> All right. So before we uh, start to drink it, yeah, let's take a look at the color. Yeah. What would you call this if you could assign a color to this um, beer? It, it l- it's like very close to the color of tea. <laughs> and, I, and I know that's like a very obvious answer, but it's like, I mean, for what for for what it is for what it is. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is what it is. It's a really nice golden uh like kind of amber amber gold yeah. cop uh, no i'm gonna take back gold and i'm gonna say copper yeah for sure yeah. so it's got a deep i mean i don't want to say deep because it's definitely you can see through it but um a nice color especially when you get a session ipa you expect it to be a little bit lighter they are usually yeah like a little so bit so it's nice to see a, <laughs> a good color to it it's also um pretty kind of opaque mm-hmm. yeah yeah let's smell it bubbles are nice and white mm-hmm not picking up too much with aroma but then again it's been sitting in a growler for like an hour so <laughs> it's not like fresh out the tap i would say floral hops this beer is dry hop so there's going to be yeah um it is it's hopped with uh cascade and uh galaxy i know cascade tends to have a citrus, citrus. and floral yeah. which is what i'm mostly picking up on okay do you want to cheers i want to keep smelling it oh okay <laughs> really good it smells great yeah it smells like an ipa should i think this is a really well done beer yes 
I, I don't know yet. Ben, you drank it. I, I haven't drank yet. It. Yeah, you're so. going to take my word for it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> wow, this is really good. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Very mm. good. Very good. The thing about um, Earl Grey tea, too, and I don't know if you're much of a tea drinker, but for me, Earl Grey it tends to be more pleasurable just through aroma. Mm-hmm. And then when I drink it, I'm kind of like disappointed because it's not as bold, but I'm still getting yeah. tea flavors, which can be yeah. hard to battle the hops with it, you know? Uh, but it comes through, which uh-huh. is really good. Yeah, it's really, it's got like a herbal finish, which mm-hmm. like otherwise might be misplaced in an IPA. But I think, I think in this one, it, it really ties it together. It does. And um, I don't know, because when I was reading about it, it was just saying like dry hop. So I'm definitely getting hops in the nose and in the beginning of the profile but like you said it ends herbal it ends mellow Mm -hmm. it's not uh like a consistent overwhelming hop profile for how many ibu this beer does have it just reminds me of you know like i drink tea sometimes with breakfast or Mm -hmm. sometimes before bed and it's it's always just like very relaxing Mm -hmm. it's definitely something i could drink and read a book for sure yeah you know if i'm writing whatever it is but like it's very it's very calming and mm, like mm-hmm. I don't, there's, there's something there's a very like soothing yeah i don't know i don't know i don't it. know what the aspect is but there's something that's just like very relaxing about it i think too that like i'm a pretty big ip drinker it can be hard to get <coughs> away from hops in the yeah. pacific northwest oh yeah um but oh, yeah we have that in california too. <laughs> it, yeah just west coast in general yeah. it's very hop heavy and uh so sometimes I just am consistently expecting an IPA, whether it's a session or whatever type, to just have hops happening yeah. <laughs> throughout all the flavors. Yeah, but it's like, you. it's really nice to, I taste the hops, I smell the hops, and they exist, but it's not it's dominating. Not the focus. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's so pleasant. It's very it balanced. Mm-hmm. Makes me really happy. I didn't think I was going to have it again, so I'm stoked that we got it. No, yeah, I'm really two. happy that, especially when I was asking you what you wanted to drink, you were like, Hilliard's the Earl Grey stuff. We're it's there, so good. <laughs> and it's great, too, because um, Hilliard's is so close to my apartment. It's like uh, you can walk there. Hop, hop <laughs> you know? skipping a jump. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy with this. And like I said, uh, hops and IPAs are just kind of like what dominates this culture of beer. And to be able to have something that's new, something I haven't really tasted before, it's kind of shocking in the world of IPAs. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, the market was just getting saturated with, mm-hmm. with, okay, this one's hoppy. Okay, this one's hoppy and it's got oranges. You got mm-hmm. this one's hoppy and grapefruit. Right. And this is like um, a nice shakeup to, to something that's kind of, obviously is a, a huge part of the craft beer scene, but... Um, I think it's an it's a new take, and I think it did a really good job with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm really happy to be drinking it. Yeah, so like I said, Hilliard's, or and you said, is in Ballard, which is pretty close to where I live, and uh, they opened up in 2011, so pretty new and uh, a part of the micro micro brew boom. Um, but yeah, they're a great spot, and I've I've liked what they've been putting out. So now we're going to do some of your beer history. Okay. And uh, what is it, just in a general sense, like what is it about beer that you like or what got you into craft beer to begin with? It started 
I remember my first time that I was like watching somebody pour craft beer and it was my um, my boss, James. And it was just like, I was working at a pizza restaurant at UCSB and um, he would come in and people would just like talk to him and he would just like have so much to say about beer. And I was like, what? Because back then I was like freshman, sophomore year. It was just like, all right, let's get Rolling Rock. Let's get like right. whatever's cheap and efficient. And it didn't, it never struck me as like a possibility that this beverage, it's, it's, it's like old as time could be so good and could have so much complexity like for me you know all, all my years growing up beer was just like that really pale beverage that really just kind of tasted like sprite gone bad or like <laughs> like a fermented apple juice and i was like i don't i don't want any of this and then um i just kind of i would like really start to listen and pay attention and he would talk about like what city it's from and and why it's hoppy and why it's sweet and why it's bitter and like why it tastes good with that um so that's i guess where it started and then um most recently in santa barbara i was working at eureka which is a burgers and brews place there's one out in view village check it out <laughs> if you're around <laughs> um so they all special they specialize in craft beers um everything they make is american which i'm a huge fan of but uh, i was working i was bar back in there so i, I had to know about 30 different beers on tap plus our bottles and um it's just you know i don't even think i'm a big beer drinker i just like knowing about beer like there's a huge catalog of information and i i really like keeping up with like what kinds of new stuff are being brewed like what kind of new tactics they're using like i was telling you earlier about ninkasi ground control they um ship their yeast to space and pick it's it back so up So crazy like it's just you know <laughs> everyone's everyone's trying to be on the front wave of innovation for for mixing flavors and all this stuff and everyone that does it's very passionate about it you know there's there's nobody that brews beer like just to make ends meet you know they brew beer because it's something they really care about and i think uh i think that passion that creativity is what makes it's such a thriving market right now what why everyone wants to be a part of it right i was gonna say that like creativity it's like an industry of creativity because you're not going to survive if you're not putting out things that are new (laughs) i mean i mean i've been to some breweries around seattle i've had some pretty basic ipas but like what we're drinking right now like this is creative this is something i haven't had before and i am a big beer drinker (laughs) you Uh know yeah same same for me like i've been drinking beer for years and i've in in years of drinking beers (laughs) (laughs) um i i've never heard i've heard of all kinds of different things but this is the first time that i've heard of someone mixing tea with beer and i think that's again like a really awesome combination yeah and i think it's funny i why haven't i thought about this before because coffee is brewed with right i was yeah that was gonna be the next thing i said yeah it's like we already do coffee like coffee stouts all that stuff like so why not why not tea um do you remember like a uh, specific beer that was kind of like your gateway beer into craft yes. beer? Yes. Oh my God. That's what I called it too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the gateway IPA. Mm. It was, um, it was back when I was working at Woodstocks. So it was like, it was called the Woodstocks IPA, but it was just um, like a lot of breweries will sell like their IPA, but you can like label it whatever you want. Right. So we got ours from Firestone and it was their old recipe for the union jack IPA. wow yeah and i remember because i was like 19 20 at the time seeing all my managers all my coworkers get off and get pictures and like (laughs) 
it was so easy for them to get pictures because we got half off food at the restaurant. We got half off beer. You got half off? We got half off pictures. So it was two for one pictures. We were, they were drinking. Everybody got their two pictures and it was like 12 bucks a person. Oh like my God. it was IV. It was super cheap. Yeah. So I just remember like seeing them drink it and I'm like, what is this stuff? Like, this is the nectar of the gods. It's gotta be good. <laughs> and so I would, I would taste it every now and again. I'd be like, yeah, I can, I, I can see why people like it. I don't think my palate's there yet, but I would just keep tasting it keep tasting it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's definitely when I, when I look back, that's, that's like the gateway IPA for me. That's totally. the one I talk about now. And you mentioned Firestone. Uh-huh. Um, I like, Firestone did a lot of stuff with you guys at Woodstock. I remember them doing like events, uh-huh. you know, and now working at a, in the industry and working at a bar that has a lot of good relationships with local breweries. And we have brewers nights all the time. And we actually have a good relationship. The company I work for has a really good relationship with Firestone Walker. We oh, do cool. all sorts of good stuff with them. We have really expensive bottles by them that we sell her and We've always got stuff on by them. Like Easy Jack is a can we always have. Easy Jack is killer. Yeah. It's very good. And then when I started working in this industry, like really getting into it, I was like, holy shit, Firestone is so good. And like they were doing events at the pizza place I was getting drunk at uh-huh. <laughs> and had no uh-huh. idea, you yeah. know, and like it was their location was pretty close in Paso Robles right. to Santa Barbara, right. you know, Central Coast. And I'm surprised actually that you get it up here. Yeah. It feels up here. I mean, I, I just think that our owner must have a good relationship with them or something or a buyer, whoever, yeah. because it is kind of surprising to see something that's really prominent in Southern California be up here. But I just like, it's so funny because I did not even realize how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, they've been around for decades, yeah. too. So there's no shortage of, like, heritage and, and right. skill that's going into all their beers. Like, um, they've got they've got um, different, like, cask-barreled stuff and, and things that have been aged for, like, oh, 10 yeah. years, 20 years. And, yeah. y- you know, um, Halliards? Hilliards. <laughs> Hilliards. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting easier. <laughs> Hilliards is great, but like that's just not something that's in their repertoire right now because they're so young. Right, exactly. Compared to like you know Firestones, um, Stone down in San Diego, right? All those brews that have been around for for even for, Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah Lagunitas has been around for a while too. Um, all of them have this kind of like upper hand right. where they have access to to just you know they sowed a bunch of seeds earlier that exactly. they can they can yeah, now for sure reap the benefits. So it was. So the beer was what you guys called the Woodstock IPA, but uh-huh. it was like the original recipe for for the Union, Union Jack. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's yeah. cool though. It was the Firestone IPA, and I remember I'd go to like other spots downtown, and they would have the, si- the same shape for the tap handle, uh-huh. and it would be like you know, uh, Patchy's IPA, like, <laughs> who's who's ever IPA. Yeah, and I'm like, is that from Firestone? They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, give me, oh yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> I'm like not looking back. It was always good. So your coworkers were just always drinking it, and then you just eventually adjusted your palate to the hoppiness, yeah. and then you were like, okay, this is it. Yeah. This is like the yeah. type of beer and I want to drink. And then by the time I was 21, um, James had been the manager for like two years by that time. Like th- He moved up to general manager, mm-hmm. and he really shifted what the restaurant was in terms of beer. It used to be like Bud Light, Shock Top, right. um, just a bunch of like wheat and stuff like that, and he really picked it up and, and moved it towards craft beer. I remember uh, one time he was telling me about a time he got, he was going at it with the uh, Deschutes rep because they wouldn't, 
she wouldn't give there's like you know x amount of kegs allocated to the county and she wouldn't give him one why that's the thing so he was like are you fucking kidding me i put craft beer on the map in santa barbara (laughs) and he really did honestly yeah he he really did because because when i like freshman year woodstocks had beer but it didn't have craft beer and as soon as woodstock started getting a bunch more stuff everyone else started to catch on and they're like oh we got to do this stuff too but and well, and Woodstock was a place to go drink. Like yeah. people, like people went out there, you right, know, right, and right. it was actually one of the spots that like in Ivy that like I could sit and drink at mm-hmm. and it's not like, what was the fucking study hall, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh God, it was the worst bar Yeah. <laughs> so I can see that how it was legitimately influential in this small community like yeah. Bella Vista. Yeah. So it was after, um, yeah, after he kind of took over and was managing the, the tap lineup and all that stuff, um, we just, there was like eight or nine different IPAs on and just like, you know, we had pie night on Wednesday nights so we would bring right, in yeah. brewers. And that's that's the other thing that really got me into the scene is, in the scene, I don't think I like broke out in the scene. <laughs> but like the other thing that really piqued my interest and, and wanted me, uh, made me want to push further into service and, and, and craft beer especially was when the brewers would come in and and the marketing reps would come in and they'd just be the most down to earth people. And again, it's like people like you and me that just want to have a beer and talk. Yeah, like they're all absolutely. really good at having conversations yeah. and, and like super sociable. Right. And I think that's something that just drew me to the craft beer community in general is it's like when, it, like <laughs> when I go out to drink, I go to breweries. I don't go yeah. bar hopping because it's like the people who are there are the people I want to hang out with. The people who are working there are like me and uh-huh. are like you said, just super down to earth and everyone who's working there is doing it because they love it. You yeah. know? So it's not a bunch of pretentious people who are doing it to look a certain way or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's some, <laughs> there's the potential for there being like douchey hipster right. homebrew dudes, but for the most but even, part, <laughs> even they care about it. You know, right. nobody, nobody is going to take the time to literally, invest whatever 20 to 40 hours making a beer just to say that they did you know they obviously care about it yeah and yeah people get pretentious about it but i think i think what's important is that like it's it's something that everyone cares about you know like if you go like the electronic store you're not gonna get you're not always gonna get someone that's like amped to sell you an ipod or like oh you gotta check out these rechargeable batteries you know like i don't know i think uh, REI is another good good example of like people that are just amped to right. be where they are, you know, and it's it's because they employ people that are passionate about about the products and the services yeah. that they sell. Yeah. And it's like something that I just feel fortunate about being in a city like Seattle is it's like there are so many breweries. There are so many people who value this that it's like it's very easy for me to surround myself with people who are like, yeah, a lot of us are drinking to get drunk, whatever. That's what people do. But at the same time, it's like. I know that everyone who's sitting here at the brewery is like here for a reason because they respect these people and they, yeah. they like what they're putting out. It's not yeah. just going to a bar and getting a vodka cranberry. They're, they're, <laughs> they're way more for the social aspect than, than yeah. Just like yeah. how many vodka cranberries can you drink in a night <laughs> and, and then live to tell a tale or not, you know, like, it's like, Oh, I blacked out. It's like nobody, nobody goes to the brewery and blacks out, <laughs> right. you know, like how many times do you see like the bouncer at the brewery, like carrying somebody out or like, getting somebody in a cab like it's just (laughs) people have their shit together right no that's something i admire i like being around for sure so uh this next portion i've got for you is called drunchies okay you know what drunchies are right it's what you eat when you're drunk yeah yeah okay cool so what's your go-to drunchie 
Go to Drunchy. Um, this is back in Glendale, California. This is El Tap on fucking Verdugo. I don't know. It's so close to my house. I don't know what street it's on. <laughs> um, there's an ongoing debate uh, with everyone in Glendale. You either go to El Tap or you go to El Saz for tacos. And I'm on the El Tap side of that argument. But there's like the, those are the two places that are open um, very late, you, you know, even on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I like El Tap because they have uh, they have more than tacos. You can do like burritos, obviously, like Mexican stuff. But they also have like French fries. Nice. You can do nacho fries. You can oh, do. Um, they have burgers, which I wouldn't recommend. But like hey, I, I wouldn't. If I'm going to a taqueria, I'm not going to order a burger. But it's a good burger. Okay. Not. It's a good burger for a taqueria. I wouldn't okay. like put it up against like In and Out or anything. But <laughs> like sometimes you're just so hungry you're like all right, right. three tacos and a burger right but <laughs> their, their tortas are really good their tacos are um really good um so is it for you just like mexican food in general that's like or is there like a specific mexican food in general usually does it i'm like pretty good at devouring tacos right for sure um mostly mexican Used to be pizza, but I can't do pizza. I can't eat pizza. After Woodstocks, can you, like, not do pizza? (laughs) No, dude. I was eating a slice a day, pretty much, five days a week, if not more. And now if I even, like, breathe on a slice of pizza, my my (laughs) stomach will start to erupt and just be like, yo, let's not not do that, (laughs) dude. So, I don't know. When you're younger, your body is, like, way better at then you grow up and you're like wait this is just like greasy and fatty and acidic like why am i eating this why this is candy it's gotta be bad for you yeah nobody told me until i was like 20 they're like pizza's not good for you i was like what what oh that's awesome mexican food that's always what it is everyone i've talked to that's from california yeah it's always it might be a california what do you like to eat um, I donuts? guess, I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> but I think I <laughs> the just donut need spot by my house is 24 hours. So oh, I shit. have in the past gone to, to the taco place and then been like whatever Uber driver be like, Hey, just drop me off like a block early. I got this. <laughs> and then I get a donut on the way in. So yeah, I think for me, it's just crunchy and salty is mm. what it is. So that usually means chips. Um, the unfortunate thing is that my restricted diet usually goes out, goes out the window once I've been drinking too. So I'm like, Doritos, I can fucking eat that. Yeah, like, you can. <laughs> yeah, you earned it. Flaming hot Cheetos, I got that shit. Mm. Uh, yeah, crunchy and salty usually. But uh, unfortunately, it, it usually turns out to be more of like, oh, there's food in front of me. Guess I'm eating. Yeah. Oh, I have that problem too. <laughs> I have that problem so bad. Oh, I guess I'll just. Um Eat some of these chips. There's dip and ooh, carrots. I like carrots. <laughs> Nobody's going to eat that broccoli. I ought to do it. <laughs> like, what? I get so bloated. Oh, yeah. All right. So this next segment is called Tales from Behind the Bar. Oh, and wow. Okay. These are your horror stories slash hilarious stories. Okay. Um, from being either behind the bar or being in the service industry in general. It doesn't have to be you serving alcohol necessarily. Just like what you've experienced being in this industry okay oh man okay there was this one guy who came it was like fiesta oh god yeah so everyone's hammered and our managers are like hey just 
be on the alert. People are drinking. You know, don't we don't want to overserve anybody. Just to clarify, Fiesta is this big ass festival that happens in the summer in Santa Barbara, and it's just like mayhem. Everyone's drunk in the streets. And yeah. if you work in downtown Santa Barbara, where both of us have, or whether I don't know if this yeah, it was in downtown. downtown. And then oh, the confetti eggs. Oh, are you gonna my tell God. them about that? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. It's like it's like uh, the herpes of Fiesta. <laughs> These There's, fucking eggs are just stuffed uh, with confetti and people smash them on each other. And then you have to clean up the fucking confetti that's everywhere. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's everywhere. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. It's like, no, do you want to go to Starbucks and smash confetti eggs on each other's? Yeah. You want to go to H&M? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where do you want? Where else do you want to smash confetti and get it everywhere? It's like, oh, it's, who's going to clean that up? It can't be good for the environment either. No. So um, it's maybe I think it was like an eight top uh, eight humans and they were all drunk one of them was drunker than the rest (laughs) and i personally don't think that you should only cut off one person at a table like i think that they should all be cut off but it was fiesta and we're all trying to make a buck so i was like not trying to go down that path but i was like looking at this guy and i'm like first of all why does he look so familiar and why is he so drunk like (laughs) this guy couldn't this guy couldn't like literally order anything without slurring or falling over. Oh my God. And, um, so I checked everybody's IDs and I went over to my manager. I was like, Hey, just go check that guy's ID. Just size him up. Let me know what you think. And he comes back. He's like, yeah, don't serve him. He's like, serve everyone else. It's fine. He's like, give him one round. That's it. Like, cool. Maybe that's a compromise we can make. And I go back and I realize immediately when I get back to the table that, he was like a friend of my ex-girlfriend and it was like a pretty recent breakup. Oh and God. I just remember when I met him the whole time, I was like, this guy's a douchebag. Like, like even when you met him before this. Yeah, time. yeah. 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 He was, he was in a frat. My girlfriend was a sorority. I was like, this guy, like this guy and I are not going to get along oh ever in any universe. So just politely as I could, I was like, Hey, look, and I didn't, I didn't bring this up because I didn't want to even, and he'd be like, oh, well, you were, you know, and right. you should. <laughs> it's not the game I play. So he was just like, um, I was like, hey, look, dude, I'm really sorry. You you just look like you've had a couple too many, and I don't feel comfortable serving you. And he gets pissed. Oh, God. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm really looking out for you, honestly, because, like, what, what am I, like, I don't, I'm not trying to hurt you by yeah. not giving you beer, you know? And he just, like, and uh, when people are drunk, it's just impossible to for them to understand that, that you're really looking out for them. And he just was super grumpy the whole meal. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, like, I'll get you as much water as you want. Sober up, eat a burger, yeah. then maybe get a beer. Like, we'll talk about it. But you, you can't even sit up like you're like going like back and forth with the menu, like oh trying to read God. it. And, and I'm like whatever so then they all they all close out separate checks which is a fucking pain in the ass during fiesta but i'm you know trying to do right by these guys and let them know i'm not a dick and this guy tips me nothing (gasps) and on the bottom i don't care about that like i understand but whatever he tips me nothing and at the bottom in the like drunkest handwriting ever he writes i'm not drunk (laughs) oh my god and i just like kept it and i looked at it and i was like yeah yeah you're definitely not drunk dude (laughs) like (laughs) just like scribbling off the page i was like dude just 
like who wants to get that drunk you know, know. nobody that goes to a brewery to hang out gets yeah. that drunk <laughs> and they know it also it's like maybe his friends were just also too drunk to even notice but it's like if i was with someone who was like significantly drunker than the rest of the group i would be like okay you need to calm yeah, down like yeah. it's time like maybe he just has shitty friends i don't his, know <laughs> his friends one of them was like good call dude and i was like just like get a hold on your fucking yeah, friend yeah don't <laughs> let your friend get there like because of it. oh and then um when i when i told him i was like yeah um i'm just not gonna serve you like you've had enough he's like i've been drinking all day with these guys and i'm like exactly you've been drinking all day like that's the thing it's like <laughs> what about these guys it's like they've got their shit together yeah. dude. like they can all sit up and order a drink without fucking i've been drinking all day why won't you serve me because <laughs> you've been drinking all day How do you oh my that? god yeah fiesta was a fucking nightmare uh Oh, that was something I wanted to bring up. And I don't know if this is something that um, you have experienced because you ride your bike everywhere and Uh you cycle. And something I've noticed, at least in Seattle, is there's a really big relationship between cycling and drinking beer. Is that something like I I will see packs of like riding groups together all wearing like their same shirts and they come into breweries like after riding all morning in the afternoon on a Sunday. And so I've kind of like, and even like you were saying, Peddler Brewing is like yeah. a brewery based on the concept of cycling. Is that something that you've experienced as someone who cycles? Um, I think most cyclers like to drink beer. I don't know if, if it's like an absolute, like all cyclers like to drink <laughs> beer, but um, definitely, you know, it's easy to cycle the breweries. Like it's a, it's a right. nice destination to go to. Um, most breweries are actually really welcoming to cyclists because there's so much open space. We can like bring our bikes in yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like, there's a bunch of breweries that are really, really stoked for, for cycling. Like, like New Belgium is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I know in Santa Barbara, like there's a, usually a, a couple breweries that come out to like any cycling events. Oh, I, cool. I did, um, oh man, I did a hundred mile ride in October oh. and it was uh, sponsored in part by New Belgium. Very nice. And I literally got like off the track, put my bike up and went and pounded a whole pint of beer <laughs> and then grabbed another one. They're like, yeah, it's free for if you did the race. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I just got two back to back. I have never drank so much beer so quickly, but <laughs> my body was just like, just like needs calories and yeah. the alcohol sure helped. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that there is definitely a connection between cyclists and beer drinkers. Um, and I wouldn't know really what it is other than it's just, you know, it's just an easy thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, if you ride in like a pack of six, it's always easy to go to a brewery and get, you know, it's a good place for six people with six bikes. Yeah. They're open spaces. They're always like warehouses and stuff like that. Right. So they're a little out of the way. Like yeah. you don't want to leave your bike out in the street. Yeah. Six, six like super nice bikes. <laughs> oh. For sure. All right. Um, so I've got one game that we play at the end. Okay. It's called Quick Takes. Okay. It's a word association game. Okay. Um, you said you did improv, so <laughs> counting on you. <laughs> um. So I'm going to give you a beer-related word. Okay. And you're going to respond with one word, which is the first word that comes to your mind that has to do with that. Okay. And even if you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. Just the first thing okay. that cool. <laughs> comes me, to your mind. Clear my brain space. 
and the whole point is to kind of like go through it quickly so you don't have like too much time to okay. think. Okay. Easy peasy. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Six pack. Uh, beer. <laughs> that was that was dumb. Okay. <laughs> Next one's better. I promise. Session. Uh, outside. Tall boy. Forties. Kettle. Tea. <laughs> Tap. Kegged. Malt. Gross. <laughs> Belgian. Uh, dead, like bananas. <laughs> Head. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Master of pouring head in a beer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, dry hop. Um, particular. Keg. Boxes. There you go. That's quick jigs. <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, I do have to say that I'm happy you chose a session because uh, I'm like ready to be drinking just like session ales and yeah. saisons yeah. and like ready to go towards like mellower, lighter beers. I mean, this is a very drinkable beer and it's mellow. I guess that's, that's the best way it's I really can put mellow. this. Yeah, really pleasant. Just because it does have those herbal and floral aspects and it's like it's springtime here and uh -huh. it's like this is what I'm ready to be drinking. Definitely. So I, I changed my beer preferences with the weather oh absolutely i think too. when i got here you guys were like what kind of beer do you want to drink and i was like how cold is it outside <laughs> it was, it was, if it was cold i was gonna get something dark and if yeah. it was warm i was gonna get something not dark yeah no i totally agree and it's just because like not only does the weather change and you want to change your style of drinking but it's like what breweries are putting out as well like seasonals you know yeah. things you can only be getting in spring and yeah. things you can only be getting during the summer yeah. And that's what's cool about living in, like, um, I guess this is metropolitan. It's yeah. like a big city. Um, is when they have so many breweries, like, you can just keep up with, oh, yeah. with like, what's coming out. Because they're super competitive. And it, Absolutely. It's, it's like, this, uh, this nice hybrid of competition and, like, creativity. Yeah. Where, you know, like, uh, what was it? Peddler and hilliards there you go yeah <laughs> feather and hilliards are like across the street from each other yeah. so neither of them can charge more than the other for pints yeah. you know and right. they, they they really need to like sell their product and like really make something that that their consumers want mm -hmm. and want to come back and like want to tell your friends and um i'm i, I mean it's, i'm sure it's like a healthy competition between brewers you for know? sure and it's just like what are you guys up to well what are we up to like yeah let's let's collaborate that's really cool too when beers when uh, breweries oh, collaborate. Oh, totally. I love that. Sierra Nevada does their, their beer camp. Yes, beer camp, those? right. Yeah, yeah, those are super fun. Yeah. Those are so good. And then it, I, I like that because, you know, Sierra Nevada is like this bigger brother of the beer, like craft beer and all that stuff. And they kind of invite all these like smaller breweries. Totally. And give them a chance to really shine because yeah. they're all doing amazing things. Yeah. They're all, they're all very unique. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, in the end, we all just want to drink good beer. So why not support your mm -hmm. community exactly. and support your, exactly. like, your people who are also brewing? For sure. I haven't drank at Hellyards in a while. So I'm glad that you guys went there and you found this. Because, cool. uh, yeah. I liked, I really like the high ceilings and just like the openness of it. Right. And just like the fact that you are in where they're brewing you yeah. know it's it's breaking the lines between uh the actual craft of it mm -hmm. and your the consumerism so it's 
you feel like a part of it, you know? And it's like, even though really all what we're doing is drinking, like being able to be in there and see their kettles and see their, uh, even the, like their distribution, like yeah. their cans just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, it, and you get to like, you feel like you're behind the scenes. Totally. You know, yeah. it's like this insider, like, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. four simple ingredients, but like, how, like what, are, how do they yeah. do it? You know, it's exactly. magic. It's magic somewhere. Magic or science? I get them confused. A little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, this is this is good. And um, I feel like Earl Grey is definitely a tea that people tend to drink in the morning. But uh-huh. I'm feeling this is a good nightcap. We're probably just going to go to sleep after this. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice way to finish it's out the a night. Very, oh, so relaxing. Yeah, that's mm. what it is. Thanks for sharing a beer with me. Thanks for having me. This yeah, was fun. Yeah, it was. What a delight. It was great. And thanks for coming up to Seattle. Bike in. Biking all the way down from Vancouver. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Thanks for letting me stay here. Really <laughs> oh, absolutely. It. Yeah. This is cool. It's a great, great, great way to say this. See a city is to like go to the breweries that they yeah. have. Get to know the people there. Really can uh, learn a lot from the culture by the way people are drinking in the city. <laughs> yeah. How do people drink out here? <laughs> nice. Fiesta. It's fiesta all the time. That's Mexico. 